500, get into the wild card. 86 got the Phillies all the way to the World Series. I need to break it to you, man. I don't think it was your vision. People who got this podcast is perfectly named, I would say. I hate to make excuses for Sandy and the rest of the people. No, you don't. You've been doing it all year. You do. I do hate it. I'm just going to say it. fucking hitting bombs to fucking Diocho. Like, eject that to my veins. If that continues, there's no way we make the playoffs. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 16 of the Battered Marlins podcast. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Granada, and alongside me, I have two of our battered fans. And um, before we get over to those battered fans, as usual, I will begin by telling you what is on my head. For those Colombians, fellow Colombians out there, happy Independence Day. I am rocking, for those of you that can see, not listening on audio, uh, my Igitash hat i had a couple options right yeah i had i got a couple options. i had the wbc hat which i hate those hats i wish they would get more creative with them i had just a colombian national team hat i had a couple professional hats right major league ball with the patch on the side but i decided to go i mean it's messy week so i had to keep it on brand right soccer love it if you haven't seen the original sweep keeper right here he was manuel noor before manuel noor so for those soccer fans and Colombians out there, shout out to you guys. How are you doing, Cali? I'm doing great. Really excited for the, the live format here. I'm a little nervous. Um, on, on my head today, uh, I kept the traditional, just rocking with uh, the traditional game day cap, uh, kind of uh, an homage to things being back, uh, back from the All-Star game, kind of grounded in reality. So Back to normal? I, back to normal, man. So <laughs> I... I, t- I Took off all the the frills and and plumes, and I just have the I just have the regular fucking hat today. We're back at it, baby. Positive positive Cali from last week has left the building. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that, but we'll get into that. Okay, okay. Uh, and Brenton, man, how you doing? Two words sum it up, man. Puck me. <laughs> ah, well done. And you know, other than that, listen. We're in a rough stretch, but we'll get into it. But uh, on my head, I got the Beloit Skycarps hat because the only thing good about this team in the last week has been the minor league system. I've enjoyed watching those games a lot more than the professional games. And, you know, I felt the goose was was right because we're going to be back to flying high soon. I can feel it. Oh, I like the positivity. I like the positivity. Now, before we get into that, I did want to bring something up real quick. Uh, before we get into the, you know, because I know it's going to be a bit of a downer for a lot of this episode because of this last week. So <laughs> I was at Dick's Sporting Goods today. I was with my kids. We were buying some balls and stuff. And um, I ran into something that I hadn't seen in a while. Now, maybe it was just me and I haven't seen it in a while, but maybe it's no more to you. You guys remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hadn't seen this in a very, very long time. Now, is that just me? Because when I saw this, I got really excited. And I, I told my wife, I was like, babe. I used to eat this or or chew this all the time. I used to act like it was dip and go out there and just stick it right here in the bottom of my mouth. And this is the stuff, man. And I was so excited when I saw it. And um, yeah, so I got really excited. Figured I'd show you guys. It's it's like the baseball version of like candy cigarettes. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, that that's exactly what it is. Exactly. But uh, so is this something common? Because it's the first time I see it in forever. No, I, I see I see kids. You know, with oh, Big League Chew and I stuff. But I when I was last using Big League Chew, I need you guys to hear this. And if you're a degenerate or you played baseball at a higher level, you've probably done something similar. So what we would used to do when I was in college, all right, we'd get 
the bag of Big League Chew, and we get a bag of Red Man. If you guys don't know what Red Man is, it's chewing tobacco. It's not dip. It's not like the powder that you put in your lip. It's literally, it's literally like the tobacco leaves like in strains, and you chew it. And it's like bubble gum. It tastes kind of like cinnamony almost, um, but obviously a little harsher. So we mix. We get the bag of Big League Chew, and the bag. Uh, we get the bag of Big League Chew. We dip it in the bag of Red Man, and then we put honey in it half of like those bottles of honey Ooh. wrap it you pack it wrap it up real tight you put it in the fridge overnight all right next day you chew on that shit and it is magical and i can tell you why and that is exactly why i had like a bunch of like lower jaw problems and like had to have a tooth extraction wow. ah, yeah see that one's missing because of that shit yeah so don't don't chew don't try this at home don't try this don't at home i'm just shit. saying what i would use once upon a time, and it resulted with a tooth being extracted because it like basically yeah. rotted out. So, see, I, I started with a happy memory, and then you just took this down. This, this is where this episode's gonna go. He's ruined, ruined a great childhood memory for yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just it's saying, mix it with some red man and some honey, and give it a shot. All right, All right next so, tailgate. So, let, let's continue down that uh, road of negativity. So, All Star break, fun. 14 games over 500, awesome. And then we get back, and we had our predictions last week. I said we might go three and three. I said the Orioles, I could see us getting swept, but I'd say let's get one out of those three. No, we got swept. We got swept by the Orioles. And, um, I mean, before we get into the Orioles, though, I did not want to forget to bring in our special guest, my main man, Francisco, the Marlins. Hey, 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 how are you hey, doing, hey. sir? Oh, I was trying to say, Special guest for everyone. Oh, yeah. My, yeah, my 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 niece couldn't get into her Pokemon Go account. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> that's, those are priorities. I respect that. That's yeah. the worst. Yeah. So, what's up? Well, How's welcome. Doing? Oh, well, good. Well, we, we had a, a quick conversation about Big Chew already. I don't know if is this uh, brings back memories for you, Francisco. And then... Um, <laughs> And then Callie told us about how that led to him losing a tooth at some point. It, 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 we, and we just went down a, a negative spiral. It got dark. It got dark. As, as the right, well, it's a dark time right now in Marlins history. Yes, for sure. So I guess we'll get started with that. It's a dark time after the All-Star break, 14 games over 500. And then we go ahead and we get swept by the Orioles. Before we get into the Cardinals, then I guess we'll start with Francisco. Any thoughts on... Getting swept by the Orioles, I guess, because, I mean, we figured it's one of the best teams in the majors, so not necessarily a surprise, I, I would say, but anything you have to say about the Orioles series? Well, I mean, you know, they, they were in it in a lot of those games. That's kind of the only thing. I think just there was just like one thing where you could point to one thing that was just like, okay, that was the, the moment that, that Baltimore pounced, and you can't let teams – like you can't give those teams an in in any sort of way. You give them one opportunity and they they completely pounce on you. And the Marlins right now are not there yet. They've shown flashes of it. We've seen all the one one wins this season, but they've been notching a lot of one run losses again, which is indicative of a lot of things. I mean, there's there's injury concerns, depth concerns. Or they just they just hit that lull that sometimes teams just hit. You know, it's it's common in baseball. And but knowing us as fans, we're hitting the panic button already. So that's that's kind of it's kind of concerning, especially because 
of how much we got thoroughly thrashed in the Atlanta series. And then you, you come up Baltimore, who's now taking the American league East lead and you're just seeing that. Okay. Maybe the Marlins can't hang with these teams. Is this the year that they should really go in on things? Or maybe they, they don't have the horses for this season. Maybe, maybe it'll take another year. I mean, Baltimore was in, well, last season they were kind of that way, but it's because of their their young players, and now they've come into fruition and come into their own. But the Marlins are kind of a different case in that sense. But I don't know. Um, it, it's just there were some encouraging things, but it was just like, oh, man, they they just found ways to make mistakes. For sure. Uh, and Sandy lost that first game. He gave up three runs in six innings, but he went pretty – I mean, three, three runs but six innings strong. I, I think that that's – Better than what we've seen, fair. right? He's had yeah, a lot worse. So yeah. he's 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 been improving steadily. Um, Cali, anything that you take away from this Orioles series? Oh, we. I mean, I think you and I were kind of on the same page that we weren't super thrilled about going on the road to Baltimore. Baltimore has been a team that, as I pointed out last episode, uh, they hit and they hit really well, and and we saw that. But but kind of how Francisco mentioned, we were in it, you know, and we we were in a we were in a few of those games and. What I saw in this series was kind of a, a reversion back to last year's Marlins, where like that one thing would go wrong and then the wheels would fall off. Whereas the Marlins we've seen all year were able to overcome kind of that one that one thing, you know. Um, so it was upsetting. It was, um, you know, people are people are being hard on Sandy. People are being hard on the club right now, man. I mean, uh, I don't I don't want to get too abrasive here, but Marlins. Twitter is a bit shambolic right now. Okay. <laughs> um, I, to the point that I had to like, kind of like close my phone for a minute and be like, I'm, I'm not doing this today. I'm not engaging. I'm not because people are calling for everyone to get fired like or traded. Series. I'm like, I'm like, dude, guys, like, <laughs> calm down. Like, I understand we're frustrated. We're angry. What was it? Six straight. We just dropped, but, but breathe, man. Like we didn't play like in most series we did in both of those series. We didn't play bad. We just had something go wrong. We just didn't yeah. win, right? Yeah, we just didn't yeah. win, which I know is kind of the point. But, you know, again, it was a bit of that reversion to last year's Marlins and Marlins of previous years that like that that one thing would go wrong after playing well and the wheels would fall off and, and everything would go to hell. We saw some of that kind of rear its face. But I, I trust Skip to kind of get the boys back in. I, I You know, and I trust our guys to to kind of get, get everything back. On I track. don't think I, I helped in that because I pointed out this this the – Second worst start since the post All Star break since 2002. That team went 0 7 before notching their first victory. So if they Rolls don't win on if they don't win on Friday, they'll tie it, and then it'll get far worse on Saturday if that's the case. But hopefully, I'll I mean it's Colorado. Hopefully, that's a future thing. But but yeah, I mean going. Um, you know, Callie's mentioned on Skip. This is his first real big test as a manager. Mm -hmm. How do you yep. stop a skid? What do you do? What's What's the thing that that you need to do, or is it just that you know, hey, this is baseball. This is you know, weird things happen. The '98 team went four and one after their after the All Star break, and then they lost like eleven straight or whatever. So it's 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 okay. Do we just keep doing what we're doing? Good habits, keep it moving. Let's not let it get into our heads. Move on to the next game. Let's go to the next series, Colorado. We're coming back home, and not let those not let the guys let are well the things surrounding them 
right infiltrate their minds distract, distract them yeah uh alberta we're gonna get into the trades and the trade deadline in a second we're, we're gonna go over the series but for sure we're gonna get into that because we I, i'm with you we need to be buyers but uh let, let's finish going over the orioles real quick Branton, uh the orioles game the third game sunday game they had a bullpen game they had old kurt start mm. he lasted <laughs> one third inning yeah <laughs> and and then we went Soriano for for the rest of the for a couple more innings. Oh, I'm gonna ask you two questions. Hit me, baby. I guess over over, over overall assessment of the Orioles series. You can lead us into the Cardinal series. Yeah. And how long do we have to keep seeing these bullpen days? Our bullpen is is shot. That's it. So... we ran we ran through them the first month. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're 100 right on that. But uh, the Orioles series for me. I didn't hit the panic button at the end of that sweep. You know, I was optimistic. I was like, hey, we're going to take two out of three from these guys in last week's show. Uh, you guys were a little more realistic. I was like, hey, we'll be lucky to take one. I think, Danny, you predicted a sweep. Um, so, you know, they're the number one team in the ALEs for a reason. Like, it's not, it's not a fluke. And so I wasn't panicked by that. Um, and, and we'll get into the Cardinals series. That, for me, was more worrisome than this. But again, I had to put myself into perspective and say, it's six games. Every team is going to have struggles like this. The Braves got swept by the Athletics. That doesn't mean shit. Because the Braves are still the best team in, the base, in baseball. And I still think the Marlins are a good team. I think we're still a playoff team regardless of what happened in those six games. Um but as far as the bullpen game, I I am so pissed <laughs> that we keep having these goddamn bullpen games when we have quality arms in the system. What is it going to take to get Monteverde, Monteverde. up oh, on this team throwing where's, innings? Where's you're going to call up Cueto, but you're not going to bring up Patrick Monteverde. Like, mm -hmm. let's get real here. All our problems started when Cueto got back up. <laughs> and when Yuri went back down, we're ready to crucify him already. Huh? I mean, what they've won like two games since Yuri was sent down. Yeah, yeah. It's though that's. I think it's. I I want to clarify so though. Cueto, I don't it's... really think it's Cueto's fault because I think he's been. Eh, but but coincidence. I, yeah, we we've been. I mean, I think it's kind of like the baseball gods taking a giant piss on our heads for sending down Yuri when he's been our best pitcher this year. Well, um, down and not bringing somebody else up. Like, well, I mean, you, you brought someone else up. It was, it, but it was Cueto. Somebody uh, deserving, not just yeah. somebody because you have to pay him. I, I think, and, and Brandon, I think you mentioned this a few episodes ago. I think the whole thing with Monteverde is that they they know he's a trade piece. He, he's a piece probably. Yeah, in the trade I don't think up. I said it on an episode. I think that was in our group chat. Maybe, yeah. and I want to make sure you get the credit for coming up with this idea. Thank but you. I think that I think there's merit for, you know. Monteverde, he hasn't been trotted out onto the to the big club yet because they don't want him to get up, get shelled, and then lose value. Yeah, you know he's he's a he's a fantastic prospect. He he looked great in the futures game. Got the last two outs. He's dominating Double A. Hopefully, someone overpays for that, and I think that's that's yeah. kind of why. Because whereas we know with Yuri, it was a straight financial move. It was it was all yeah. about service time and options and all that dumb shit. That well, yeah. we we talked about it last week, like, and we'll get into it when we talk about if we're buyers or not. But the Marlins are clearly dealing arms at the deadline. They have to almost. That's, so, that's our best commodity. Not bringing Monteverde up 
maybe that translates into us getting like a big bat or something that we need, which I'm okay with then. But only if somebody eats Cueto's salary and Avi, they take them both. I'll buy a hat for whatever team takes takes on that salary. So we got swept two series in a row, right? Now the card, the Orioles series didn't surprise me as much as the Cardinal series. I was not expecting. I was that. shocked. Now, out of those six losses, I think one thing that stood out to me, and I mean, I can't kill him for it because the man has been a machine this year, but it was on Sunday's game. I think it was uh, down one run. Luis Suarez is at the plate. I'm oh, sorry, not Luis Suarez. I'm all over the place with soccer. Luis Suarez is at the plate. A man on second. And when he's at, at the plate, I'm like, he's going to get a hit. We have a chance to tie this game. Couldn't get it done. Then on Tuesday night, he has a man on third, one out, and he strikes out. And that game, I believe he struck out twice. It was the first time all year that he strikes out twice in one game. Yeah. I, I, I was, I'm honestly, I was disappointed that he couldn't come through in the clutch because those are two big-time situations, both top of the ninth, both of the chance to tie the game, and both times he choked. So th- that, that was the biggest negative out of the six games for me. I mean, it's mm-hmm. going to happen. It's they're, you know, sure. it's unfortunate because he's been our best hitter. But um, an- another thing, just looking at Marlon's Twitter, people are like up in arms about Luis Suarez. Uh, Luis Arise, you did it to me too. Now look at you. Um, <laughs> to to which enter Miami Twitter for me too. I need to I need to like take a for my vacation next week. I'm taking like a social media hiatus. I'm done with this sure, shit. Sure. But it, um, yeah, people up in arms about Luis Arise. You know, not getting. I mean, it's, it it happens, man. It, like it happens to the best players in the bigs and. You know, we we can't get mad at someone who's been fantastic all year, one right, of the best hitters no. in baseball all year for you know two missed opportunities like that. It's frustrating, I get it, but fuck, man, like it, we we gotta we gotta pick our battles a little bit. And I understand people are frustrated, but I think we're we're I think a lot of people are hitting the panic button way too early right now. Well, that, and like, there. like let's get let's get upset about oh, a rise didn't hit in those two situations, but maybe if Okert had come out and actually done his mm-hmm. job in the first inning. Arise wouldn't be constantly in these situations. Arise is hitting, what is it? He's still hitting 376 with a with an on base percentage of 888. Like, give me towards the end of July too. Yeah, like this guy is not the problem. No, no, like, no, no. no. I, we're I, putting I, him in these situations I too often. It. Is what happens, and then right, he's gonna struggle sometimes. I find it incredibly unfair to him, actually, if fans are putting it on. There's eight other guys in the lineup. For sure. And we've seen the struggles with runners in scoring position. That Cardinals series was incredibly frustrating with that. Yeah. We we out hit the Cardinals, I think, in that series. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's it's we can't just have it on one guy. No, we need you know, Gene Segura grounds into a double play pretty much every game, and we're We're creeping had up one or on two. some historically bad <laughs> double play record right now. Uh, who is it? Is it Hot Marlins fan or something like that? That that's tracking it right now on Twitter. But he's been on it, it you know, for for every single time they ground into a double play, and it's it's yeah. insane how bad they are. And it might be their their hitting philosophy with with Brant Brown. Maybe they are putting the bat on the ball and trying to. Get something in play, but uh, I don't know if we have the speedsters to kind of do that. 
or the horses to do that. But regardless, I mean, yeah, maybe it's the idea is to hopefully shoot something through a hole or something like that. But it's uh, it's not it can't just be on a rise. It's got to be those yeah. other guys. I mean, you got Coop. You got I mean, you got our two powers, Coop and, and Solaire. Um, you've you've got uh, I mean, Dela Cruz is, is really the only guy that I can say that's that's playing that's hitting well as of recently. So yeah. he's been pretty consistent. He had a home run that last game. You know, he's um, he's coming into his own. And I think he's been one of our more reliable hitters aside from 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 Arise and Solaire with with the pop. But uh, the, the, we got other guys in the lineup who need to do something. Yeah. And, oh, uh, sure. you know, Jacob Stallings is a uh, is automatic out pretty much. So we've got really. Yeah. That, and, and yeah, that was a, that was a point I was going to make, too. I mean, we have guys in our lineup like. You know, we have we have guys. Uh, where where is he at here? We have Segura hitting two nineteen. We have Stallings hitting two hundred. You know, we have Fortes hitting two oh eight. Yeah. You know, we, have, we yeah we're getting we're getting yeah. mad at guys that we're we're getting mad at the guy that's that's carried the bulk of our offense throughout the entire season. Far and away the best hitter in our team. I mean, there's well, there, in terms of average, well, there, there's not a close second. No, no, no. There isn't, yeah. and I, I don't know if anybody's getting mad at him, but it's just when you would hope that the guy that's the face of you, because I mean, without Jazz there, he's now the face. So yeah. you, you know, you you kind of hope that you can count on him coming in, in the clutch. But like you said, it's baseball. You succeed three out of ten times, and you are a Hall of Famer. So yeah, I mean, it happens. But it, it would have been cool to see him uh, do that. And like you, uh, like Francisco was saying with De La Cruz, the the last two series he had two home runs, four RBIs. And overall, we had 60 hits in six games. That's an average of 10 hits per game. It's not bad. You got 10 hits every game. So uh, not too bad. Um, Callie, one week later, because last week you were Mr. Optimistic, which was kind of weird to see. Are we losing hope one week later? Um, I'm not losing hope. Um, you know, again, this is baseball. There's a lot of season left. You know, and we, we talked about last week how if we go 500 the rest of the way, where where what was it, 88 wins, and and that's that's yeah. that's a pretty damn good chance at a at a at a you know at a playoff spot. Now I understand the frustration. I get it. Um, losing hope, no, because this team has given the sample size that we've experienced. This team has shown that it can overcome adversity. You know, and also I think for the first time in a very long time, we're going to be buyers. And I think help and reinforcements are on the way, you know, um, certainly the pitching has to, you know, the pitching hasn't been great. Uh, our bullpen specifically has not been great. I know there's question marks about the closer position too, and stuff like that. And people are getting upset. Um, again, a lot of things kind of going wrong at the same time, but I think there's more than enough time and we have more than enough breathing room for corrective action. I think we have more than enough time to get things back on track. And I think we have a good series coming up that, uh, well, really two good series coming up because we, we have the Rockies and the, the, the Rays are tough and they're on the road in the middle of the week. That's, that's going to be a challenge. But then we have the Tigers who aren't, you know, are, are very, very much struggling to be 500, um, you know, or they're well below 500 at this point. I mean, th th these are winnable series that we can, you know, we'll be at home in front of our crowd, you know, hopefully people are excited and keep showing up and, and don't, you know, stay Those Tigers games summer. are going to be packed. Especially, yeah, that's going to be last Miggy's time. Miggy's packed. in town. Miggy's yeah. farewell. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to see him. 
say, shit, I should have come back to Miami. (laughs) Brighton, we've lost 11 out of our last 16 games a week later. Are you losing hope? Because Cali isn't. Nope. We're still a playoff team. Look, we're talking, you know, we're talking about injury concerns. Listen, we're not we're, we're not we, in the wall. We are. Okay, okay. Okay. We are <laughs> as a team. We're going to be a playoff team. I love it. You know, um, you know, we talked about, you know, Callie just said we're going to we're buyers of the deadline. We're going to be bringing in in help. But the other thing that we're going to be doing, too, is we're going to be getting healthy. Like we saw Cabrera finally come back and that man looked good. Mm. Like he looked like the Cabrera that we normally saw for the first three innings. And then he fell off in the beginning of the season. Like he looked decent. Hopefully, Trevor Rogers at some point got to get him back. Jazz is coming back at some point this year. Um, hopefully, Avi does not come back because he grounded into a double play his first at bat uh, in the minors. So that was great. But, you know, we're going to have options, is the point. We're going to well, have more people to bring in because right now, like, we have slumping guys, but we don't have people with big league experience to put in there. You know, like, you know, if we don't get a catcher at the deadline, I mean, God, <laughs> that's going to kill me because we have two. It doesn't matter which one of them you run out, they're going to strike out or they're going to just fly out or something. Like, it's just. But we're, up, we're good. You, you brought up Cabrera, and he did play well that game. Yeah. But when the game started, the very first batter he walked, mm. was anybody else not feeling great right after that very first batter? Because it feels like the guy just can't get his command. And like I, well, he ended up having a good game. But, man, that got me nervous. Well, he didn't yeah. have any rehab starts, right? He was just doing sim he had, games. He had but, just sim games, yeah. So it, given the way he pitched – without facing any real real competition even in the minors that's a pretty damn good outing that's yeah. a pretty damn good outing. and it was and it's it's a f- massive shot in the arm really if we can get him back and actually have another starter mm-hmm. you know we we get him back and then um i think over the next couple weeks they can they can realistically the marlins can realistically have a um a four-man rotation because there's a few off days so there's a yeah. maybe maybe that can ease some what we need some good some good some good deep starts from some guys five six innings at the very least and uh, Edward Cabrera coming back and looking like that and if he finds his command sure yeah let's let's roll with that it's um uh, I was ve- I was very encouraged by his performance yeah uh, we've seen that if yeah we we've seen that if if Cabrera can avoid the walks or limit the walks he's very good. He's very, very good. His whiff rate is very good. Um, you know, he he. It's just obviously the glaring issue is whether he can be consistently in the zone and he, whether he can consistently, you know, keep guys uh, off of base, off of the base. But you know, again, he's been a little bit feast or famine um, this year. If we can get some consistency out of him, I love that. Uh, you know, and then we we have a couple guys still trying to heal and get back, and you know, hopefully, Sandy find some sort of rhythm on this planet because he's he's going through it right now but one bad inning he always gets one bad inning that's it yeah that's one unfortunately the last, last one was the first one so yes <laughs> before we get on to sandy real quick cabrera that one start five innings two hits one run that home run that they got off of him three walks six strikeouts so pretty good but yeah, jumping on to sandy 
like uh, Callie was saying, I'm going to go straight to Brenton. Brenton, you know I'm going to you. I I've been on. I've been writing you all year, and you're going to keep defending him. So go ahead. Yesterday you saw it four in the first inning. Put us in a hole pretty quickly. What yeah. do you got to say about Sandy? The man's struggling. I, I can't. I can't. I can't say. You know, Sandy is a great pitcher. Great pitchers just don't go to shit overnight. Like he's going to figure out, and he's going to come back. And we've gotten this far without him. So my hope is he figures it out in the last last third, last quarter of the season, and then carries us into the playoffs. But it's worrying to see that he consistently has one inning where he just comes unhinged. Like he has one inning basically where he's Johnny Cueto. And then he goes back to being Ooh. Sandy. You know, I, that first inning, I was like, Jesus, is Skip going to have to pull this guy? Like, it's it's worrying, but at the same time, like I trust that he will come back at some point. I don't think you go from being a Cy Young award winning pitcher to nothing in a year. I, I just don't see it. But um, you know, I can't defend the stats. Like he's just not been great this year. He's not been not not even good. Yeah, no, he's probably fine. been like we've said all year. Braxton Garrett has been our best, most consistent starter. Um, Cabrera, when healthy, was probably number two. Lazardo three. Well, yeah, Yuri was probably number two then. Cabrera three. Um, and then, you know, Rogers is such a small sample size, but he's probably four or five. And Sandy was four. And he's had that one bad inning every game, but. You know, if you look at some of his earlier games, though, like he didn't get any run support. So, you know, it's kind of evening out now. And he had run support in the St. Louis game and he just blew it. Well, I think what, what, annoyed, what annoyed me the most out of these six games was that I want to say four out of those six, we had the lead at some point. Mm-hmm. And then we gave it up in the bottom of that same inning whenever it was that we took the, the lead. We turn yeah. around and give it right back, and it, it was really frustrating. Francisco, thoughts on Sandy? It's, I mean, it's an interesting case. It might just there's a lot of factors this season that that might affect the way he's he's approaching things. One, there's pressure. He's the Cy Young For Award sure. winner. He's he's the stopper, and I mean, there was massive pressure in that Cardinals game where he had to be the stopper, and uh, that must have been really deflating to have that first inning like that i mean he 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 locked it down afterwards he bounced back for sure for sure like he always so he he always seems to find if it's not at like the last inning that he's pitching you know like in the fifth inning that's when he falls apart but like he'll he'll lock it back in and then he's he looks like sandy again but there's a lot of factors i mean it's the 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 the, the lack of a shift you've got the pitch clock i mean there's there's a few things that Maybe he's trying to adjust, and it might. I, I don't. I mean, I haven't really deep dive into if it's like a mechanical issue or if it's just the an approach. It's a strategy thing. Maybe he's 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 just not not great pitch selection, or I mean, he just might not have great catchers back there either calling the game. So yeah, and there's been a lot of criticism on that front 
with Marlins fans, not, not with just, not just with Sandy, but with all the other guys. So um, that's, there's a few factors and I, you know, this fine, he he'll have one dud season out of all the seasons he's had so far with, with the Marlins. And, and the, even the dud season, this dud season is still better than some other teams aces. So it's, it's not, I don't think it's, um, you know, it's, we just kind of have to take a mulligan on this season and just, okay, let's, let's, let's loop it back around Sandy, or he can finally lock it down and have a great August and September and find his way again. But, um, you well, know, I'll definitely take Alcantara over Scherzer or Verlander. So, well, yeah, I mean, there's, there's in that, in that case, he's younger. So, yeah. So, yeah. so I mean, it's, the, it's not, anyway. it's not, um, I can't blame Sandy in any sort of way. I just think it, it, there's just a lot of factors and it might just be pitch selection and everything like that. He just gives up. He just makes some mistakes. It doesn't look like he's a lack of velocity, a lack of mm-hmm. control. It's just, some strategical errors that's been his undoing yeah Stick, sticking with the with the pitching uh, i have a question for you i'll start with you cali a j puck huh. is he not the answer Ooh. at closer for us because at one point i thought we might have the best closer in the national league the way he's playing and the wheels have fallen off what do you think about Mr. AJ Puck? Um, man, I mean, you you kind of said it in the sense that, uh, you know, there there was a, there was a point that we were all convinced that that Puck was a guy that there he had he had a few outings in a row that he was absolutely just astounding, right? And I think on this show we were talking about how he's one of the best. He he might be one of the best closers in baseball this year. He, you know, he had that presence. He kind of had that, that like, I don't give a crap presence on the mound. Um, and lately, that hasn't been the case. Now, again, it, you know, he's he's leading our lead. He's le- leading our team by far in saves with 15. He's saved 15 of 15 and 19 opportunities. Okay, that's that's a pretty good uh, conversion rate so far, considering our record and, and kind of other options, you know. Um, but his ERA has skyrocketed to a four four zero, which which isn't great. His whip is is okay. It's it's one seventeen. The teams are hitting two forty four around him. He doesn't walk a lot of guys. Only six walks on the year. Thirty seven strikeouts. Um, but he has fifteen earned runs on thirty hits, which is not a great, uh, not not a great stat there. So that means half the time they they get a hit off of you. A run is coming in. So, since since he returned from injury, he's played eleven games. He's had nine uh, save opportunities. He's blown three of them. So, from what the stats you were reading, he's blown four saves all year. Yes, but three of them have been in the last eleven games. So yeah, he hasn't it's, been it's right. A tough since stretch. He came back. Right, it's a tough stretch, and, and we know he. He he stepped away for a bit because he had dead arm, and they're talking about him having dead arm early in the season. You know, this could be some of the effects from that. Um, you know, I don't know if if he needs another period where he needs to kind of just be shut down for a bit and, and not get innings. But there was there it felt there was a stretch there in the beginning of the season that it felt like he was he was throwing every night, and um, 
you know, that's tough. And, and yeah, Tanner, it, you know, people were calling for Tanner Scott to get the save opportunities and, you know, maybe so, but Tanner Scott had a pretty rough start to the year as well, you know? So it's, it's baseball, man. It's going to happen we have big league pitchers, but we're facing big league hitters and they're, they're going to hit baseballs and it sucks and it's frustrating. But again, we, we are, you know, what, eight games over 500. I am still confident. I think Puck can bounce back. I just think that maybe Puck needs like a little bit of time because he's for a closer, you know, and at this point in the season, he's thrown 30 innings in I think it's 32, 32, isn't it? 32, ga- 32 games he's played in, 30 in 30.2 innings. I mean, th- that's that's a lot of games. That's a third of our game, oh, you know, right? A, a little a little under a third of our games that he's that he's come in to pl- to, to pitch, and that's yeah. a lot for that's a lot for a closer. Considering he took how many? What was it like? Two weeks? Three weeks off? Mm-hmm. With dead yeah. arm? That's a lot. I mean, but we keep celebrating the one run uh, victories. That's how you get those one run victories. You get them closers to come in and shut them things down. Unfortunately. Yeah. I think we're just used used to having like those lockdown closes from the past, right? I mean, which ones? I, I'm sure. I mean, we've had what Antonio Alfonseca. He had a really good season. Uh, of course, Rob Nan, the best closer in Marlins history. We've got. Uh, I mean, we had, yeah, the one year runners of oh. Armando Benitez and uh, Todd Jones, right? Yes, I was just going to say with it, the handlebar. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We had a, we had we had like a year or two of, of AJ Ramos too. That he, yeah, uh, AJ Ramos made the yeah. All Star team. You know, Leo Nunez. Juan Carlos, Juan Carlos Oviedo. Oviedo. Thank you. <laughs> That's All right, name. whatever. Uh, but uh, I just say what's well, on the back of the jersey. I, I, I know Don't. AJ Puck. I mean, I was just gosh, man. I was at the last one and the, the against the Phillies. Um, uh, I, I bought the milkshake, the red velvet milkshake that they they had the, at the sweet play and everything. I was having a great time. We were beating the Phillies. It was like, oh, this is awesome. We got it was it was like three to three to one coming into the ninth inning. Oh, okay, the lights come down. You know, everybody's taking yeah, out their phones. Hits. You know, and like, oh man, and you know, it comes with in that little plastic mason jar with the with the Marlins logo. Those things, it's beautiful. I was gonna take it home, and he gives up the home run. And you dropped it. And then he locks it down and gets the last out, right? Just one strike away. And, of course, the Marlins lose the game. And I was so upset. It's been a long time since I was that angry after a baseball game. I forgot the little mason jar. I just walked down like, no, oh. no. I, I was – he ruined my night. He ruined that milkshake. I, I don't even remember how it tasted anymore because it, it was, <laughs> I was so upset. I, I came up with the clever thing. It's time for Skip Schumacher to drop the puck. It sounds like a really cool thing yeah. to do. They that, can have that was, that's imagery, a good one. You know, tie it with the Florida Panthers. But no, it's they it might just be time to drop the puck from closing games for a few games. I see what yeah. you did there. I see. And you guys were talking about closers of the past. So let's just go back to 2022. For and the and majority, he's a gator, the by majority. the way. So he's doing it to spite me, a, a, a seminal. <laughs> so there you go. Oh, no, we don't like Seminoles or Gators over here. So, no. my wife's a Gator. I'm obligated to, to oh, have some. He's been dead for them. 20 years now. So. <laughs> um, don't get me started on you, on you and baseball, please. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go on rampage. 2022, the majority of the year, Tanner Scott was the closer. Should we go back to Tanner Scott, Francisco? No. I think he he's Francisco doing, Brandon. He's, he's. I just he's, wanted to fill it no, in. No, I, I honestly, I think he's doing well in his role right now. Okay. I don't think we should move him from this role as a setup man. I think 
sometimes you guys find their roles. I think this is. I mean, he lost the job last year, right? Towards the end of the year, I know, but but right now he's he's been he's been kind of been kind of solid as a setup guy. He has been, and so I think it would it wouldn't. First off, you don't want to rile up puck. I guess. I mean, but eventually, if if he can't lock it down, we need to find a different answer. Maybe you do put in Scott. But for right now, I think it's just everybody is trying to figure out what to do. Okay, we move this piece. We can do it. It's like shifting lines in hockey. So it's just like you know, maybe we should just figure out. We'll, we'll face the Rockies. We'll see if Skip can kind of not do too much because I think from the way his philosophy is, I, I he's he seems like the guy that. That's trying to keep an even keel with everything. This needs and, to be a get right series coming up, and we're gonna get into it later. Yeah, but this needs to be a get right series. But, yeah, but I, I think Scott right now is doing fine in his role, and I don't think we should move him away because that is gonna affect some things. Brian, I know you already said no, so you're sticking with puck at closer. You you good with that for now? No, we're. Uh... We're gonna go all in on Tim Anderson at the trade deadline, and we're gonna get the White Sox for us. We're gonna get. Let me wait. Give me a second, man. We're gonna get the White Sox to throw in Graveman. Oh, oh, oh. why why are they doing that? Uh, Because we're gonna give up Monteverde and Trevor Rogers. No, we don't want to give up Monteverde and Trevor. What the heck? Tell me you wouldn't take a lockdown shortstop and a guarantee closer. But, but in se- on all seriousness, that's so, probably so, not uh, going to happen. I'm just trying to, I'm just uh, trying to speak manifest Anderson it into uh, fruition. But, yeah, but even <laughs> if it were to happen, so what, what do you want? Cueto to be our fourth starter? No, Cueto's gone. Cueto's um, not gone. <laughs> Dog, if we no. make that move, Cueto. I mean, he was on the White Sox last year. They could have him back. Maybe he'll do good. Maybe. Yeah, Sentimental value. So I just want to say, no, but that- in reality, um. I think Puck stays as the closer. Like you, you just have to keep him at this point, unless there's a closer available at the deadline that you just can't say no to. Um, but you know, one of the creative solutions I saw out there and, and that I didn't hate was, you know, if Puck continues to struggle and we're worried about Yuri's uh, pitch count, maybe we bring Yuri up, let him be a closer. They will do it. Yeah. They'd never do it. Mm. I, I didn't know. hate that idea. I'm not saying they do it, but I didn't hate it. I kind of hate it. Little John Smoltz uh, situation there. Yeah, John Smoltz did that after he he had like half a UCL left in his elbow. Well, maybe Yuri pitch finishes the year as closer, and then we have him in fun, the rotation next year. Let him get fact, some though, high pressure games. If you for all you immaculate grid players out there, if you ever see 200, you need 200 wins. With 150 saves, John Smoltz is your guy. But I uh, just want to point out your point. Team. <laughs> just want to point out uh, Tim Anderson this year is hitting 231 with. He's going to come so cheap. He's going to. If you had to play His on that OPS White Sox is team, 540. If you had to play on that White Sox team, would you care? No. Well, the thing is, well, look, Graven let, let, has let, been let, locked let, down until this year. His ERA is over five. Let's look like, at the bright side. Jonathan Davis came and we, we saw cheap. he was he was hitting below the Mendoza line and he came over here and came to life. So maybe right, Brandon's on to something. We just maybe keep poaching the AL Central. That's it. Yeah, that, that's, the, that's the most lethal central, uh, the most lethal division baseball. 
sleeper, so, sleeper, uh, sleeper division. Yeah. So I guess yeah. that leads us straight into trade talk. Uh, Francisco, trade deadline <laughs> looming. Who do you want? Who do you think we'll get? Nobody. I don't think they're getting anybody. Really? You think we're just I don't gonna think they're going to get anybody significant at all. I think it'll be small pieces. I don't think this is the year that they're going to go all, all in on anything. I don't think really? this is the okay. season. I don't think the Marlins are going to mortgage a future for maybe a wild card spot. Maybe a wild card spot. Or they'll just finish like a couple games out or something like that. Because I think that's where they feel like is their ceiling. So I don't think the Marlins are willing to mortgage the future. If they're not bringing guys up to replace some of the injuries or anything like that, then I think they're just they're trying to season as much guys in the minors. I don't think they're ready to to go all in this season. I think this is their let's see where we're at year. And it looks like, okay, this is this is trending upwards for the first time in a long time. I don't think this is the year to go in and be like, all right, we we got to make the playoffs. We got to do something with this team. Uh, there's, I mean, the, the massive competition in the National League right now with all of these teams. I I don't believe the Marlins are willing to to go at it right now. In the offseason, yes. And I think during the winter meetings, all that stuff, I think that's when they'll try and make their moves. But I don't, I really don't think they're going to do anything huge, significant. Maybe they'll get small pieces from the miners or some, some, some obscure guys, maybe try and figure out some guys that maybe are not growing with their current team and that could flourish with a bigger role in Miami. But I don't think we're going to get anybody significant. That's that's how I genuinely feel. I don't think this is the year that they're going to go in on anything big. So, Brighton, Tim Anderson, Francisco, nobody of it. significance, no, and Cali. Well, listen, I I hate to say it, but I do I do agree with Francisco. I, I don't think Tim Anderson is really going to come. I feel like that was the best thing that came from this six game uh, losing streak. Listen, I feel like I, the front office is like, let's add a piece. I have an obscure name for you. That I think we should target, but I, I love Steve Kim's listening. Yvonne Herrera from the Cardinals, catcher, twenty-three years old. He's had a pretty solid. He's had a decent time in the minor leagues. He's done all right this year. He is stuck behind uh, what is it, Contreras? Mm-hmm. There, I think he's a piece that we might be able to bring in. Maybe not now, but maybe in the off season. I think he's a name to keep an eye on. He could be a decent catcher. Kelly, we still getting Goldschmidt? 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 Yeah, yeah. That, that was me fucking around a bit. But yeah, I know. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I kind of think the antithesis of, of what Francisco thinks. I think this is the year that we're seeing kind of the pieces fall into place. Like, we're, we're clearly a competitive team. I think if there's going to be a year that we're going to buy, I feel like it's this one. Um, do I have specific names for you? Um, I know someone mentioned... Uh, go after Grindal or one of those guys. I don't think. I just don't think we go after catcher. I genuinely don't think we go after catcher. Um, <clears throat> I think they'll they'll ride and die with with uh, Stallings and and Forte Fortes. Uh, I think the obscure guy we we go after. We'll get some random reliever that will give up like you know a prospect or two for that doesn't mean anything to us that someone's trying to unload. Um, but I don't see why we don't go after at least a bat, a bow that, I mean, names are relevant, but 
you know, a guy that we know will drive in some runs and get on base. I don't, I don't see why we don't, we don't do that. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are options here at the, um, at the deadline as teams kind of, kind of start figuring out where they're at. Um, you know, I, I would love to see us kind of, just, you know, I, I mean, I think I mentioned it last episode. Um, I think if they go after anybody, I think they'd go after a corner guy. They won't go after an outfielder. They won't go after a middle infielder. At least they won't invest heavily in a in a middle infielder because that's just not how the Marlins operate. Um, but I think they, I think we can see them go after a cor- after a corner guy or, or you know even a DH option type of guy that that could definitely contribute. I don't, I don't see why they wouldn't. Um, I don't think we go after a closer. You know, at least not a big name one. I think we go after a guy that can eat innings that won't be a liability. It's just a guy. Um, Pick a, like go on MLB.com, scroll down to a team, click on pitchers, and look at the most relevant name you can find. That's the guy we're gonna trade for. We're gonna get one of those type of guys that just has like a you know a three five to three eight ERA. You know, not gonna embarrass you out there. He's gonna go in. He'll get innings. He'll he'll do the job. Um, We're gonna get a Scott Barlow from the Royals. That's actually yeah. I saw someone else mention that in, in in the chat also. I think that's a solid name. I think that's a that's a that's a name to go after. Oh, Scott Barlow is, pre- is pretty good. Um, yeah, I just I don't see them going after catcher. They won't go after an outfield because we're just so heavy in outfielder right now. Um, Sal, yeah, Salvador Perez or Grunda. I just don't think they go after a catcher, Alberto. I'm sorry, man. I, I mean, I would be I'd be great. I love Salvi Perez, man. I love Salvi. We're one of the better hitting catchers in baseball. Grandal, I know, is a local guy, um, but I just I just don't see us just going after going after a catcher. I just don't. I feel like the I feel like the like team loves Stallings and and Fortes. No, I, I don't feel like that at all. Oh man, listen. I, I think the team knows they're going to be buyers at the deadline, but they're not rental buyers. Like they're not looking for like short-term solutions like they need young guys who can contribute now that maybe are getting passed over uh by their current teams which is why like i threw out ivan herrera like he's a guy most of us haven't heard of he's hitting 308 at memphis right now like he could be a guy that we could get probably pretty cheap bring him in and worst case scenario he's fortes or stallings but i don't see us taking a big swing on somebody and like leveraging our whole farm system for a rental like i don't see that happening i think we are buyers but i think we're going to be marlins buyers we're going to buy people that maybe we haven't heard of or we haven't thought of and but they'll probably end up being being consistent contributors for years to come because the marlins consistently go after people who are controllable who have contracts that we can at least get multiple years out of like the last, I can't remember the last time we went after somebody and said, oh, well, we, you know, this is just it. We're going to have them for the rest of this year, maybe another year. Like, I, I really do feel like we're looking at um, people who are going to contribute long term, not just for for now. Unless it's Goldschmidt. Let's let's bring him in right now. <laughs> well, I would I'd go after that. I, I would. I, I said that last episode. If it would be, if it was a real possibility, I would absolutely go after Goldschmidt. You converted me after you because I thought he just had this year left on his contract. But when I heard he had another year, I'm like, let's do it next year. Watch out, Braves. I mean, tw- twenty. He's twenty six million dollars a year. Fine, expensive. Fine, but what is Avi twenty five? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Avi's like oh, yeah. eighteen. No. 
Avi's too much. Whatever. If, if Avi's getting paid $18 an hour, it's too much. Veterans money. minimum is too much. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Uh, well, yes, I, I will. I will. I would agree with everybody on that one. All right. So trade, obviously, everybody agrees. They're not expecting anything blockbuster. And I think everybody's starting to think that maybe next year is the year. I still have hopes for this year, but I think that this series against the Colorado Rockies is going to tell us a lot because if we lose this series against the Colorado Rockies at home, hmm. my perspective on this season with the Rays on the horizon starts to change just a little bit. But so far, hmm. we're all right. We're still eight games over 500. We're still third in the NL East. And I guess it's predictions time. We have three games against the Rockies at home, and then we travel to Tampa, short road trip, two games. We have two days off in the next week, only five games. So those arms have a chance to rest. So I hope we don't see, have to see Joe Cueto at any point. But but we have Braxton on the mound uh, tomorrow, and it says Lazardo on Sunday, and oh, Saturday is TBD. Could TBD mean Cueto? Are we going to see another full mm. one-third inning from O'Kurt? Like, what, what are we expecting here? Give me your predictions. I don't, I don't have Spaz here to start with, so I guess I'll start with the Spaz replacement. Francisco, predictions for this coming week. Um, I'll keep it very safe at three and two. Okay. I think they'll, they'll, they'll find a way to bounce back and take the Rocky series uh, two-one. And then, and the Rays have been the bane of the Marlins for uh, like a decade now. So it's been, well, I mean, but lately they've been, they've been sliding. So I think they, the Marlins can find a way to get, get one at the trop at the very least with this version of this team, you know? Um, And yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. it. I would say. Which which game was the is the because I would love to see the Cueto game actually at this point Saturday that, it would be oh well, that that's a great day it's for, TBD for I don't know if it is going to be Cueto it says TBD but I know I mean, but that's against the Rockies I feel like that could be a game where they could just be like let's see what he's got right it's the Rockies they they're they're you know not not that great I feel oh, like that's Cueto, a great Cueto, game Cueto. you know you can you know half off Platanos Maduro that day as well <laughs> I mean I think that you know I think it would be great. At this point, if not, you send them back into the kitchen. So, yeah. All right. So, we got 3-2. Okay, I'm not hating that. Brian, what are you thinking? I think 3-2 as well. But I think we only take two from the Rockies series, and we'll take one from the Rays series. Okay. Okay, um, same as Francisco. Yeah, I, I just don't. That TBD scares me. Because if it's Cueto, it's definitely a loss. Um, If it's... Uh, it could be anybody else, and I'm starting to th- rethink. Maybe we get a sweep, but no. Well, the I Rockies think, uh, took it to us when we played them in Colorado. We d- they did, no, but I, I really think I really think like we're gonna see what Skip's made of in these next next couple series because Skip had the day off today. He's got some time to get with the team and try and figure some things out. Um, you know, we have Brax going on on Friday. Uh, flashback Friday. So I think that could build momentum and could maybe carry us to at least a positive um, positive outcome. If we win the Rocky series and split the the Rays series, I'm happy. Um, 
I mean, if we come out three and two, regardless, I'm happy. But for sure, uh, we 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 just have to kind of get back to those winning ways. And I think um, I think the Rocky series is a great way to rebound. And like Callie mentioned earlier, uh, we got the the Tigers coming up after that, so no reason why we shouldn't have a good finish to the month. It's very odd to see this in baseball in in a span of eight days. They have three days off. Love it. We need it. So, yeah, for we sure. need it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cali predictions, three Rockies, two Rays, Rockies at home, Rays on the road. All right. So I, I love our chances against uh, Colorado. They have the second worst ERA in baseball as a staff right now with a staggering five, six, two ERA. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they are getting hit uh, two eighty one opponent at, or two eighty two opponent average. Um, so far and away the, the worst in, in baseball. So it's an opportunity for us to get for the bats to wake up. The, the bats haven't been terrible. Um, Segura has been pretty decent the last two weeks or so. Um, you know, guys are, guys are hitting. Jesus Sanchez has been good and, and a rise is a rise. You know, I think it, the Rockies a very good opportunity to kind of get things back on track. Um, that being said, I do think we take, at least two. I mean, I, I think there's definitely potential for a sweep again, like a wake up series, like like you said, Danny, a, a show me series. Like let's 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 get going. Uh, Tampa Bay. Before I even get into them, I want to congratulate uh, Tyler Glass now on his movie Oppenheimer coming out. Um, it's I, crazy the resemblance, it's bro. Crazy. I saw a profile picture today of, of Tyler Glass now. I'm like, dude, that's that's Killian Murphy. Yes, it, like, it looks like Photoshop. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's ridiculous. But um, Tampa Bay, um, very good. They have uh, they're one of the better hitting teams in baseball. Um, one of the better everything teams in baseball. They don't, they don't really they don't do anything really poorly. Uh, Kevin Cash, one of the best managers in the game, and, and like Francisco mentioned, they have been the bane of our existence for a long time. I'm not feeling confident about that. I never do. Um, I think our best chance is to win. Uh, what, what do they call the the softball game between the wives before the the series starts? The uh, uh, I mean, it's the Citrus the, Series, man. The Citrus, yeah. yeah the, the I don't know, for those of you that don't know the the wives of the team, the wives and girlfriends of the team, they play each other on uh, at the Trop usually, or or at Marlins Park before the the series starts. So really, I never heard of that. Yeah, I think I think that's our best chance to probably get a win over there, but. Uh, <laughs> But I'm, I'm not feeling confident, but I, I'd love to be proven wrong. But uh, I'm going to say, yeah, I'll, I'm going to say we'll go two and three in the stretch, which I, I can live with, to be honest. So uh, so you said two and three? Okay. Yeah. I um... Um, Spazzy says we're going uh, 0 and 5. Ooh. <laughs> I'm just he. I I didn't actually talk to him, but I'm channeling him from New York City, and I yeah. feel that's what he, he is, said. He is drunk eating pizza in Brooklyn right now, saying these I know. fucking Rockies are gonna fuck us up. Oh, really? I thought I thought he went to the White Sox game. I thought he was scouting Tim Anderson for uh, for Brian. I think he got too drunk to go to the game, but we'll yeah. see. God bless All him. Right. So uh, quickly, the the Rockies like. Um, Kali was saying the pitching is horrible. They've given up the most runs in the NL, second most in the majors. They've given up the most home runs in the majors, period. They've also blown 14 save opportunities. So if we're going to take three games, I think it's going to be three against the Rockies. I don't see us beating the Rays in the trap. I say three and two, but I say we sweep the Rockies. 
And that's how we get things rolling again. Because if we go three and two, no matter how those three wins come, I'm happy, like Brenton said. So let's 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 see. Hopefully we can get those three one way or another. But I don't I don't see us beating the Rays, unfortunately. So give me that sweep against the Rockies. All right. Francisco, as mm. always, second time that you were with us. We appreciate you taking the time to join us. Any yeah. closing thoughts? Yeah, well, I, I don't know if you guys have seen. I mean, I don't know if you can show my full thing here, but I've got the setup back here with with. Uh, I'm here inside my own version of, of Lone Depot Park right now, yeah. and I've been I've been scrolling with a bunch of images. But I don't know if you guys have noticed that uh, I've had a lot of images of Raniel Pinto running <laughs> by here. No, I hadn't. That's uh, my it'll, favorite it'll show tweet up. of the week. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. You'll still see it. I've been because you know there's been a lot of doom and gloom, and I just thought I could maybe contribute some sort of happiness for Marlon Sense by reminding y'all of Reniel Pinto, right? You know, he, I, he, another Marlins lifer, by the way, his entire major league career, <laughs> I think it was five seasons from 06, yeah, 06 to like 2010 or 2011. He was just with the Marlins, right? So uh, you'll see him scrolling by there. Look at that. Look at our handsome baby boy over there. There he is. So there he is. So <sighs> uh, making know, me angry. I, I I love the reactions from everybody. This man ruined my childhood. I'm like, yes, this is great. Look at our handsome boy back there. Uh, oh, I see him. There he comes. Yeah, Raniel Pinto, Marlins lifer. His entire, entire career with the Marlins. Just to show you how other teams saw him because nobody else signed him. There he is. Look at him right there at the, in, sitting in the dugout. It's probably San Francisco or something like that. That one's the uh, best. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to make sure everybody was whoever was watching this, you got a little treat back there, right? I got my own little yeah. Lone Depot Park. I love this new setup that I got here. With I, was it you that also posted Kevin Gregg? Just yes, to, uh, Kevin Gregg as well. Yeah, you know, Kevin Gregg. I was gonna post Jorge Julio as well. Just a lovely, oh, lo- love Mar- you know, people just love these guys, right? They're 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 real Marlins, but they and it was something very I, visceral reaction. I wanted to ask you guys, what is your personal? I, I know this show is like, oh, let's try and be positive, but it's hard. It's hard when you lose oh, six straight out hard. of the All Star game. <laughs> so sometimes it's nice to kind of delve into. You know the darkness. You yeah. embrace the darkness. I was born in the darkness. Um, so, like, who is your most hated Marlins player? Who's the guy that you're just like? Why is this man on our team? What? Like, oh my goodness gracious! Why is he here? Was it Wei Yin Chen? Was oh. it Heath Bell? Oh was it Reniel Pinto? Is it Abisal Garcia? Which guy in your entire Marlins fandom were you just like? Oh what? man! I, I, I love the comments. Uh, there was one comment especially about Reniel Pinto uh, that was, uh, I think somebody put my my abuelo's most hated player. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, that is that is passion right there. That is oh, passion man. that comes man. from a fan base that's been oh, we battered fans as uh, you know. Hey, I said it. There you go. Uh, there you go. But. Uh, I just God, that's such a good throw question. names out there, guys. Brand, Come on, give, what's your There's name? So Brand. many. Just ugh, why is he on our team? I can't wait. You know, I have to. It's going to be somebody it's that people relievers. probably don't expect. It's usually relievers too. It's you know who it was, and and I hate it. It's Andrew Miller. I want oh, so to be so good, and it. Just like I am with Sandy now, like Sandy has earned me to be an apologist for him. Andrew Miller never mm-hmm. earned it, but I was always like, yo, he's going to be so good. 
he's gonna be he's gonna make it and every year i was just like you know what fuck this guy and then when he left i was like he's never gonna amount to anything and then seeing him become a closer that was just like the bane of my marlins existence i was like that's all we've ever needed is a closer (laughs) and no one ever thought to put him there so that has to be my one Mm. oh man oh (sighs) i want to say man i I really do want to say Raynell pinto um, because he did elicit a, he, he brought a lot out of me, but another one that this might come, this might, this one actually might sound strange to some people. Um, Chris Volstead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> he was he had Andrew to, Miller before Andrew Miller. <laughs> he was, oh man. He, he's the first one coming to my head right now. Um, that's a good man. one. Yeah. There was like, you saw the potential, right? He's like this big lanky, guy but he didn't throw very hard he'd get shelled sometimes and like they kept on giving him chances after chance and he just he just yeah. wasn't very good epic um, fight against niger morgan though at, yes well gabby sanchez came in with the mm. clothesline mm. but um uh, uh shoot i had someone i had someone else too uh it's usually just, pitchers it's usually pitchers usually i can't think of what draw the, the iron out of people the man, you know, Mike Robello was one that like it, it, it had nothing to do with him. Just the fact, like, I can't believe we fucking traded Miguel Cabrera for you. Yeah. It's like one of those type of things. Um, oh, Heath Bell was one that like I wanted to like him. Mm. He was an all star. We all remember that all star game. He came sprinting out of the bullpen. He slid into the yeah. pitcher's mound. And then it's like you hear a story. He has like he had like a uh, he has like a, a, a son or a daughter with with autism. And it's like man, I want to like. out into the mound it would make me so angry so legitimately angry and i remember that was the year that they were doing the the show on the team i don't remember the show off the top of my head right now oh yeah it was on showtime yeah showtime yeah 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 it was like the hard knocks but the baseball version yeah for some reason like they're i hated that (laughs) they showed there was one scene and this is like so bad there was this one scene that cemented my hatred for Heath Bell that he walks into Ozzy Gian's office. And he's like, well, what do you want me to do? He's like, I'm trying. Like, I was like, he, and then Ozzy's like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, you're a professional pitcher. What do you want me to tell you? He's like, oh, I want you to tell me to go out there and fucking shove. And he and Ozzy Gian just, just stares at him. He's like, yeah, just, just go do that. And then he felt like got shelled the next time he came in. And it's just like, God, fuck you, dude. Like, you suck so bad. <laughs> But those those are those are probably Chris Volstad, Raynell Pinto, Kevin Gregg, and Heath Bell are like the they're like my Mount Rushmore of hated Marlins. <laughs> That's great. That's, well, uh, I love you it. brought up uh, Ozzy Guillen. Uh, nobody hates Jose Reyes. Like I know he played decent here, no. but I don't like with, with the history with the, with the his, with the history with the Mets and everything. I don't know. That didn't bother you at all seeing him in a Marlins jersey. I was really excited seeing no. him at all. I, I, him more, to be I was so excited when they signed him. I was like, "Yes, this is finally what we're doing." Fuck and the to, Mets. I think to what? Yeah, I think it, for us it was like, "Yeah, fuck the Mets." Like you're coming here to spurn yeah. the Mets, and then he got traded by May. So with with Mark Burley and, and everybody. Mark Bur- else, yeah, so. the Toronto. Yeah, Mark Burley. Everybody I got sent off to Toronto. Mm-hmm. He was pitching well. He was doing well. They were both. They were both doing pretty well for us. And then we just weren't winning games. Like we went through like a bad streak in May, 
And then I want to say it was like the end of the May, end of May, they traded Burely, they traded Reyes, and I forget who else they shipped off to. Josh Johnson. J- Josh Johnson, yeah. Oh, yeah. Josh Johnson. Oh, my God, yes. One of my Josh favorite Johnson. Marlins ever. I love JJ. Yeah, the lost era of Marlins baseball was the Johnson-Hanley era. Oh, yeah. That, 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 that team, if they had. Ooh, Hanley. What was the. What you guys was the... heard that interview, right, with JJ? recently like when he did the flashback friday yeah and and they were talking to him about it and he was like we all felt like we were just heartbroken because we felt we just needed one more year and we would have been in the world series and that to me just broke my heart all over again so yeah that to, to touch on your point that that the 2000 was it the 2008 marlins 2009 was the last winning team yeah that was the closest that they were to make to a playoff that was that was the year that every player on the team every player in the infield hit over 25 home runs george Cantu needed one more and every player on the infield would have hit would have hit 30 because mike jacobs hit 32 ugla hit 32 hanley hit 33 and Cantu hit 29 and then you had cody ross who hit 22 plus armida hit 17 and willingham hit 15 they had they had that lineup uh, was so good they were loaded they they had they had pop which was surprising at pro player stadium surprising at pro players and they had pop and they had like the third or fourth most home runs in in one of those seasons which is like man would be begging for that here at, and th- at this is when we had era. 40 I'm, I'm looking at it now on baseball for yep. reference this is when we had 40 year old luis gonzalez <laughs> yes and, you know on this team he had immaculate grid for everybody he did play for yeah the yeah he had <laughs> i mean he had 261 eight bombs but man he had he played in 136 games mm-hmm which I'm trying to see where because Willingham played 102, Cody Ross played 145, and Hermita played 142. So, and there was he had no some DH spot back starts, and, and, and we traded we traded for Leduca that year too, and he hit 294 for us. That's when you. That's that was my Frank, favorite. He's reminding year. me that Frank that was reminding me that's the last year. time you guys were buyers. That's what I thought of. That was the last year we were like actually like big time buyers because mm-hmm. I remember going and I was there at Leduca's debut. I was like, man. I am so excited. I was watching I, that. I think I was in vacation. high school. I was mm-hmm. in high school at the time. And like, I just remember thinking like coming off of the 03 World <laughs> Series where I was at, I was like, man, we're actually like good consistently. And then the shit just went. <laughs> man, yeah, went this Marlins. was, this was a solid rotation too. We had Ricky Nolasco, Scott Olson, Mark Hendricks, and Andrew Miller who was a bum, Josh Johnson, and then fucking bum ass Chris Volsad. <laughs> Our bullpen was Kevin Gregg, the closer, who he had, where is, where is it, 29 saves of that year. But then we had Raynell Pinto, Doug Wager, <laughs> Matt Lindstrom, who was a very good closer for us for a year before we traded yeah. him to Houston, Joe Nelson, and the rest of our bullpen was so bad. I'm talking 4-2-3 ERA, 5-57 ERA, uh. 6-0-8 ERA, 8-2-7 ERA. <laughs> Fucking Taylor Tankersley was terrible. Yeah. 15 ERA. He That's was another on tank one. A long was... time too. Yeah, yeah. I love, there was there, uh, listen. There was a, a lot tweet. of people hate Tank, but I love Tank. Oh there my was, god, he was so bad. There was a tweet from somebody because the Washington Commanders just got sold, and you know, Dan Snyder's at the corner. Yeah. He's one of the worst owners in sports history. And someone oh, had yeah. had mentioned like he's probably did in his 20 years with Washington did the most harm to any North American sports franchise. And I'm just sitting there like. Miami and Montreal fans of baseball yeah. agree with that sentiment. Mm. I got a name for you. 
So, oh, and uh, one last thing, Daniel, I just wanted to mention. Go for it. No, no, go. I got this little thing here, you know? Oh, that's right. You know, and, you know, I was at the mini radio factory and they were like, hey, oh, no, no, there's a bunch of these. Oops, all berries. And I got more than one of these now. And I don't need like 40 of these. So I don't know. Maybe one of your listeners could want one of these. For sure. That sounds like a giveaway waiting to happen. This is what it looks like. If that's that's awesome. I love it. Now, I kind of want to join the giveaway, but me too. Now that the Marlins historian himself, Francisco, has been kind enough to offer a giveaway. So I guess we can go ahead and I'll announce this on Twitter tomorrow and maybe we could let this roll and uh, we'll figure out how we'll work this giveaway. And Francisco can figure out how he gets it to whoever it is that wins. So appreciate you offering that to our listeners. And um, and yeah, we got to talk about how we get this giveaway going because that is an awesome, awesome giveaway right there. That uh, how many did you get? Maybe you can throw one my way. All right. Um, <laughs> any final thoughts, Callie? Oh man, I I'm, I I don't want to see another collapse. I can't. I I won't survive another collapse. <laughs> um, but right. I will say for lifelong Marlins fans, we need to show up for the Tiger series because Miggy holds a special place in all of our hearts. So I'm going to be on vacation, but I come back on Saturday. So I'm going to try and make it to that Sunday game. So I'm going to give, do a giveaway. If I go to the game and you see me, I will allow you to buy me food. So <laughs> you can give away food to me. So Nice. Yeah, I'm going to be out of town next week also. So I won't be able to get to see the game. I'll, I don't come back till Monday. So the series is going to be long gone before by the time I get back. Uh, Brenton, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Uh if Callie's going Sunday, come find me too, because I'll be there Sunday then as well. Um, but, you know, if this Friday you are not going to the second hottest ticket in town, I suggest you get out to the ballpark for the Heat and Marlins collab. Those T-shirts, the, um, the Pots and Pans Miami shirts for Friday look sweet. I'm going. And if I wasn't going to the second hottest ticket in town tomorrow night, uh, to see uh, Messi, I'd be there. So get out to the ballpark. Represent Congratulations to you guys, by the way. I'm not a soccer fan. I went to one Inter-Miami yeah. game, and uh, the traffic to get into uh, former Lockhart Stadium is is yeah. awful. But uh, yeah, so, seeing, yeah. uh, a nothing, season ticket finally paid Dear off. Lord, <laughs> I, 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 you guys are going to take like four hours just to try and get into that building. It's going it's to be rough. We've gone sure. through a lot of shit to get to this point, Listen, so it's very I've exciting. I've been a season but... ticket holder since the day they announced – or since the day they let me buy the ticket mm-hmm. and it's finally paid off. Something good <laughs> has happened. I haven't had to stand in the show rain next three Oh loss. <laughs> All right. So, um, Shohei Otani is next year for sure. Messi and Otani here next year. I I'm with it, Francisco, bro. If, All we, right. if we get Shohei Otani on the Marlins, Oh, uh, Peter, Pratt. Peter Pratt. Peter Pratt like, worked out the math and everything. <laughs> Ichiro, Ichiro is here. Ichiro is here. Otani loves Ichiro. I mean, there, yeah, there could be some influence. It's like, oh, yo, he'd go to Seattle because you know whatever. And it's like, and Ichiro works for Seattle. I was like, but Ichiro would be like, you know, Miami's not that bad. Is he? Is he a soccer fan? We should trade for Ichiro. You know, (laughs) maybe maybe Messi can convince him here. You know, Uh, man, if 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 in one calendar. 
if in one calendar year Miami sports can figure find a way to get Lionel Messi here, Shohei Otani and Dame Lillard here. Mm. My God. Well, I think I think Lillard's on his way for sure. All right, uh, Francisco, where can everybody find you at? Even though I'm sure that they're already following you, but just in case. Yeah, uh, at Marlins History on Twitter. You can also find me at Marlins.History on Instagram and threads because people might use that. I'm not sure. And uh, also at Marlins History on TikTok as well. And I'm starting up the YouTube channel. I'm getting back to video editing, so I do have a YouTube channel. I'm converting a lot of stuff and that is maybe hopefully gets off the ground at the end of this month so be on the lookout for that and yeah yeah that's pretty much it all right and then for those of you listening uh on audio thank you for listening all the way to the end if you are watching on youtube thank you for watching all the way to the end if, if you joined us live on the chat we appreciate you taking the time to join us and being part of the conversation uh and until next week five games from now hopefully we are looking at uh Maybe seven games, eight games, nine games. I mean, regardless, it's going to be over 500. So luckily, we built this cushion. So we'll see where we're at. And uh, let's stay positive because uh, still got a long way to go before the season. Just keep over. swimming, man. Just keep swimming. Until the next one, have a good one.